Storytime with Paul Doerr. In each episode, you'll receive a short adrenaline shot of a story straight to the mind, heart, or sometimes the funny bone, wherever that is located. And stay tuned after the story for Paul's Picks, where I indulge you with something I'm reading, watching, or listening to. Today's story, Eye Patch. A couple of weeks ago, I woke up too early in the morning and couldn't open my right eye. It wasn't your usual sleepy-eyed, I just woke up kind of thing. When I tried to open it, it was so painful that my lids involuntarily snapped back shut. It felt as though something sharp was cutting across the cornea of my eye. As the body does, it tried to expel the foreign object and tears started rolling down my cheek. My left eye must have felt left out because it also started to tear up, even though there was nothing that felt like sharp parrot claws scratching across my eye the way my right one did. I sat up in bed and tried rubbing my eye. That, as you could have guessed, only made it worse. I literally couldn't move my body out of a fear that another wave of pain might hit. If I stayed still, the pain steadied itself. But I couldn't just sit there forever. I stood up and tried to open my eye. A shot of pain shot across my eye. I kept it shut and opened my left eye, slowly moving across the room to the stairs. Walking down the stairs with one eye closed was not a good idea, but I made it. I needed to get ready for work and ate some breakfast with one eye shut. My perception was off and I spilled coffee on the counter, missed the bowl when I poured milk. Back upstairs, I pried my eyelids open that resulted in excruciating pain. I tried to locate the foreign object but saw nothing. In the shower, I tried rinsing my eye with the faucet, which made me cry out in pain. I wore sunglasses even though it was quite overcast, so people wouldn't be like, is that guy winking at me? Instead, I kept my right eye closed while walking to work, which only made it worse. I bumped into two people and almost slipped on some ice more than a few times. What's worse, someone mistaking you for winking at them or outright bumping into people like you just finished a three-day bender. I couldn't keep my eyes shut at work, and besides, tears were still running down my cheek. I immediately went into the washroom and pried my lids open again. It worked, but was very uncomfortable. The previous week, I noticed someone on the other side of my office wore an eye patch. This seemed like a bold fashion statement at the time. I bumped into him when I left the washroom and said, Can I ask you something? He nodded, and I continued, What's with the eye patch? He explained to me that he had complications from LASIK eye surgery and was in talks with his lawyers. I didn't need to know that last part, but at least I knew there was a bigger application than just fashion. I bought myself an eye patch. It did the trick. The problem was that it was difficult to pull off an eye patch if you didn't have a botched LASIK surgery to fall back on. I started to feel ostracized and alone. I heard people talking behind my back. On my way home from work one day, I stopped in a bookstore. Looking at books always made me feel better. When I went to pay for a book, the person behind the cash, a middle-aged fellow, wore a monocle. We looked at each other, me with my eye patch and him with his monocle, and we just nodded at each other. Someone finally understood me. A few days later, I had to buy some food for my fish, so I stopped by the local pet store. 
As I perused the fish aisle, I heard a squawking coming from another part of the store. The parrot caught my eye as soon as I came into view. It's like we found each other. That night, I taught him some words to repeat back to me, and we bonded. You might say that a man walking down the street wearing an eye patch and a parrot resting on his shoulder was a strange sight. A few weeks prior, I would have probably agreed with you, but not anymore, although most people on the street would still agree with you. Petey and I liked to go for long walks through the city. Petey was obviously my parrot. One day we were walking along the waterfront where people docked their boats. I came across a small sailboat that had a for sale sign out front. I looked at Petey and he nodded his head. I purchased the sailboat and set sail the next morning. I took from my landlocked life only the bare essentials. I had never sailed a boat before, but it was like I had done it in another life and just waking up remembering what my true vocation was. We made our way to the ocean. And that was how I ended up spending the rest of my days sailing the seven seas as Paul the Patch Pirate. Time for Paul's Picks, where I briefly tell you about something I'm reading, watching, or listening to. This is the second time Haruki Murakami has been a Paul's pick. As soon as I started reading his latest book, Killing Commandantore, I felt like I had come home. Like many other novelists, I tend to do the exact opposite of what I'm told. Murakami's usual meanderings and beautiful, absurdist tendencies are all on display here. You don't even really know where you're headed at the beginning of a Murakami book, but the writing is so smooth that you'll go anywhere. Please do allow me to deliver a message. One very personal message. It is something I keep in my mind, always keep in my mind while I'm writing fiction. I have never gone so far as to write it on a, on a piece of paper and paste it to the wall. Rather, it is carved into the wall of my mind. It goes something like this. Between a high solid wall and an egg breaks against it, I will always stand on the side of the egg. Yes, no matter how right the wall may be, how wrong the egg, I will be standing with the egg. This is something I've always admired, the way he roots his stories in somewhat of a reality and bit by bit slowly starts introducing strange occurrences until you find yourself in a completely different world. Thank you for listening to Storytime with Paul Dorr, written and produced by me. The theme music is by the amazingly talented singer-songwriter Arlene Takula. Find all things Arlene at officialarlene.com. Follow me wherever you follow people. Get your very own copy of my latest book, Dreams of Being a Kiwi, at paldor.com, which also includes weekly blogs, new podcasts, and information about live events. For updates, think about joining my mailing list. I've got it so bad. I got it real bad. I
That's all for now. Until next time, keep listening to each other.